Welcome to another episode of Behind the Host podcast. And today we're joined by Tia Castle. Tia is the host and founder of Castle Lux Properties based in Sarasota, Florida. Um, if you don't know where that is, it's definitely worth a Google because it's a beautiful part of the world. Uh, she deals with luxury high-end homes there, professional management agency looking after real estate investors uh, investments. She's a presenter, she's an actress, she's an author with Hospitable Hosts. Um, she helps uh, other new hosts getting started. And I'm really excited to have you on the show today, Tia. So thank you for joining us. One of the biggest problems when it comes to converting a looker into a booker for a direct booking is the trust factor. Whether you like it or not, your guest is looking to make sure that you are who you say you are. So how can you do that? Well, the number one accreditation and recommendation certification service in the industry is IPRAC. And I'm so happy to say that IPRAC is sponsoring this podcast and is the lead sponsor for all Boostly content. The reason why we partnered up is because I have been working alongside IPRAC for many years. I recommend them to every Boostly customer, client and Team Boostly member. The reason being is that unlike other accreditation services, they are not just country specific. It is global and it is worldwide. They've got over 10,000 members and they've got over 250,000 properties, which means that you can display your IPRAC certificate on your website and on your socials and know that you are going to be providing that trust that your future potential guest is looking for. I reached out to IPRAC and I asked them if they've got a special offer for Boostly members. And so if you go to boostly.co.uk forward slash trust, T-R-U-S-T, you will go to a special Boostly landing page where you can book in a call and a demo. And if you sign up, you get a very special exclusive discount that only Boostly members can get. So thank you, IPRAC, for being our sponsor. Thank you to listening to this very short message. I hope that you go and check out IPRAC today. I hope that you go and join them, just like hundreds of other Boostly members have done, because it will help massively with you increasing your direct bookings. Right, let's get back to the show. Thanks, Liam. I'm very excited to be here. And I do have one correction. It's Castle Lux Rentals. It used to be Castle Lux Properties, but now it's uh, Castle Lux Rentals. And you're right. It's in beautiful Sarasota. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful there. I literally, I get to learn so many places around the world by doing this. And uh, I always have a look. And uh, it's places which if people are listening to this as well, I'm sure just by one Google alone, they'll want to come and uh, come and check out some of the awesome beaches and uh, mm -hmm. those properties. So first of all, Tia, I'd love to just have an introduction into yourself and uh, your company and how you really got started hosting. Okay, well, um, as you mentioned, uh, Castle Lux Rentals is a luxury vacation rental management company. Um, and I decided to get into the luxury realm about three years ago. I've been in the um, uh, vacation rental business for about six years, and it was really out of necessity. I wasn't planning on you know, being in this business, but um, I was producing television show and I had to travel a lot. And I was uh, in real estate, been in real estate forever. But um, I was doing a show um, called A Home and Castle TV, and it was about luxury properties that were listed that were over a million dollars. And so 
So I was traveling back and forth and my condo was sitting empty and, and I had no money because I was pouring it all into my TV show. And so I thought, you know what, what about this, you know, B&B thing? So um, I started doing it and I was making some really good money. So that's how I got started. That's amazing. That's amazing. Talk us a bit more through how you got into the TV presenting and, and what sparked the need for that program, because it is amazing. And again, for, for anyone listening, just just Google, uh, you know, sort of Tia Castle and uh, the show It is amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So it's um, my degrees in broadcast journalism. And I went the route of uh, totally going away from um you know, production and broadcasting. And, and I love to write and I love to present. And it's just something that I don't have to work hard at. It just comes to me and I love stuff that's easy. <laughs> so anyway, um, I decided I would marry my um, love for beautiful homes and real estate with my um, production capabilities. And, and having worked on um, news as a broadcaster, um, I, you know, married those two. And do you remember Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? I do, yeah, I do. Okay. I, I don't know if, it, well, I don't know what that says about me, but I do remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. But um, yeah, so anyway, uh, it was it was a new version of that type of show. And um, I was actually going to have uh, the, the uh, who was it? Robin Leach, right? He was the he was uh, presenting that show, and I reached out to him and I asked him um, to watch the episodes, and he really liked it. And I was trying to get it, you know, on uh, mainstream TV. Um, he was going to be the voice of my show, but unfortunately, he uh, passed away several months after we were talking about how to promote it and you know sell it to the cable companies. So um, that was sad. Um, but you never know when I might pick it back up. But um, so that that's the history of you know why I got into it and what I was trying to do with it. And who knows, maybe there might be some uh, vacation rental show coming out of me soon. Amazing, amazing to hear. So you started doing the hosting off the back of this. What did you find uh, was the main draw to the area for the properties that you were looking after? And did you start off with your own properties or did you start off managing others? Yeah, I started off with my own two bedroom, two bath condo. Um, and it wasn't anything special. It wasn't near the beach. Um, it was just a place for people to, you know, stay for a few days, but it did have a swimming pool in my area. Um, when I started, there weren't that many rules. And, um, but it was uh, with a condo association and here in America, the associations get really, really strict and they will fine you. Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, it was kind of a gray area then. And then it um, turned out where they said, oh no, we're not letting you, you know, rent less than uh, three months at a time here. So I had to kind of like switch gears. And then that condo did so well, I, um, uh, rented a couple other condos that allowed, you know, rentals that were um, monthly and weekly. And I did really well with them. So um, I got into the arbitrage model. And, um, and then I continued with the arbitrage model and I was able to uh, uh, make, uh, get contracts with um, actually very large apartment complex. Um, and that was, um, and then also a uh, privately owned apartment uh, complex. So I did have about 16 arbitrage um, apartments in downtown Sarasota. They weren't on the beach, but they were in, you know, a highly um, visited area. 
uh, and um, then went from there. That's, that's brilliant. And the, I mean, for anyone listening as well, for rental arbitrage or rent to rent is, is what we've got across here in the UK. It's such a powerful model, isn't it? Because you can soon scale up your business mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, as long as you've got the demand in that particular area for the guests, then you can scale as quick as you like for that. And, uh, you know, taking control of other people's properties while still making a profit, they win, right. you win, your guest win. So that's that's really right. Right. Um, such a good model. Yeah. The guests who are coming to stay with you, were they a certain type of guest? What, what were they expecting from staying in the area? Um, was there a particular avatar that you tend to deal with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that time, I would say my first three years of, um, you know, being in the business and having mostly rental arbitrage, um, it was about um, the stays were a little bit shorter. They were like three nights to five nights. And um, the expectation was they just wanted a clean place that was um, in the middle of everything. Um, and that that's the expectation that I set because it was downtown and only you know, two miles to the beach and in where all the action is. Um, so my guest avatar was millennials who, you know, just wanted a clean uh, place to stay that was walkable in the city. Um, my avatar has since changed since I got into the luxury business. And I decided, well, COVID came along, first of all, and wiped out um, pretty much all my stays for like uh, two months. So I was left holding the bag um, with about close to $20,000 that I owed per month, um, you know, in rent and nobody paying for stays. So that was like, uh, you know, it was a hard moment. And, um, but luckily uh, three to four months um, after COVID hit, um, my leases were coming up, so I was able to get out of my leases. But, uh, you know, word to the wise about uh, having insurance for things like this. Um, but, you know, who would have foreseen that, right? Yeah, so, no, you need a crystal ball to, to see that I one. know, I know. Yeah, so I, um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, that uh, type of business is is great to get into because you don't have to come up with a down payment to, you know, purchase a property. Um, all you have to do is get into the lease and then buy your furniture and, and um, you know, make it look great. Um, so it is a good stepping stone for people, but there are, you know, um, things that you have to, you know, think about in case something like this happens and you get stuck with, you know, having to pay those leases. But, and and I once said in another interview, I'll never do that arbitrage again, (laughs) you know, and, um, but I'm kind of thinking about it and rethinking about it. And uh, I haven't done it in the last three years, but now there are opportunities and um, the, you know, since COVID changed everything and people are traveling in a different way and they're staying a little bit longer, I might venture back into that. It's, it's such a good model to test out, you know, mm-hmm. sort of new avatars, new markets and that sort of thing. Um, like you say, you can't predict with, with things like COVID. I mean, nobody can predict that, but talk us through the mindset of what happened then. Cause I think it's so important that um, hosts, you know, getting behind the host and, understanding the mindset that we do have to deal with unexpected things what was your um what was your kind of reaction and what advice would you have for other people who find themselves in a situation which they didn't expect to be in Mm -hmm. um so first of all my reaction was pure panic (laughs) understandably (laughs) as an unknown you know um 
But in hindsight, and, and you know what, um, I really lucked out because, you know, I said my leases were up within three to four months. Mm -hmm. um, and I had, um, uh, I had taken those leases and I decided that I, there's one building where there were six apartments. And so what I did was I um, took, instead of um, leasing all of them at once. So if, if you are going to be doing this model, it's a great way to do it. Um, so that all of your leases are not up at the same time and that, um, you know, you can stagger what you're doing, especially if you've got to, you know, fill those apartments with furniture and design and, and it takes a long time to, you know, launch a property correctly. It doesn't happen in a day. So, um, you know, stagger those leases. So maybe you have two that you start the lease in July, two in August, two in September. That will really help you out in when you're building your business. Um, the other thing is, this is very important, which I didn't realize how important it was at the time, but I did have one large house that I was um, renting and um, it, uh, it alone, it was like $7,000 a month. And, um, but in the contract I had uh, that this contract can be broken if there is any type of change in the uh, policies or the rules of the ordinance of the city that say that they will no longer allow short-term rentals. And I also had in there that if there are some, if there is an unforeseen event where that, you know, prevents us from being able to rent on a short-term basis, then we can immediately, you know, um, get out of the contract. Uh, COVID was one of those unforeseeable events, and that just saved me. So, um, you know, it's the way you put the contract together. It seems like, you know, I know you said you, 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 you felt quite lucky by having that, but I always say that half of everything is luck and the other half is hard work. And it sounds that you'd done your due diligence and the work beforehand with the contracts to make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you kind of saved yourself in that situation. And also, the adaptation to move from your existing model to now the luxury model mm -hmm. you know that's 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 such a um a, a skill set to be able to adapt and to be able to see those changes as well so um mm -hmm. yeah so talking more then about your your current business model you've moved into kind of the luxury side of things now how mm -hmm. has that changed the type of guests and the type of properties that you now look to take on mm -hmm. Yes, you know, um, as you move to the larger luxury homes, uh, my avatar is families with kids and multi-generational visits where, you know, um, grandma and grandpa from Florida want to meet, you know, their son and daughter with all their, their kids and they all come together. And I usually house about eight to 10 sometimes. 12 people. Um, so it's um, most of my rentals are four bedrooms and three baths. Um, and so, um, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the, the shift is that the type of people that I deal with now are looking for the experience, as opposed to just a clean place to stay. Um, it is the house itself is part of a destination instead of the geography. So you have to do things that um, are special about that house, provide special things. Like um, in one of the houses, 
Um, we have a game room for the kids and then we have a yoga area for, you know, the parents who can sit outside by the pool when the sun rises and just to be able to, you know, get back their peace and um, away from the game room where the kids might be. Um, and um, there's also, it's on a canal, so we provide um, an easy way to rent a boat from a marina close by. So there's a lot more planning um, for the families, and it, it is more about their experience at the house. I love that, how you've anticipated the guest needs, certainly as a, as a father myself, having that separation, you know, and, and peace uh, at times when needed, and also having a place where the kids can be entertained. It just sounds to me as though you've you've really thought about what their needs are going to be before they come and stay. And another thing after the pandemic, I imagine that there's more families now traveling intergenerationally to kind of they've had some time apart. They've not seen people as much as they'd like over the last few years. They're mm -hmm. now coming and traveling together and getting some more quality time and, and building those experiences. So that's really uh, cool. Um, so your business at the moment is the is the tech stack behind your business. I'd love to uh, obviously talk about the tech stack that you have um, behind the host and has that changed from what it was with your rental arbitrage business to, to what it is now with the luxury pro property management and uh, what kind of tech do you use? Yeah, yeah, you know, I've tried everything. <laughs> basically, because, you know, my business has moved in so many different ways and it's shifted from, you know, different avatars. Um, so I'm definitely one to give you an idea of how different things work. When I had my arbitrage and I was up to like 15 properties, I was using a much bigger program um, and I was using Guesty actually. And um, because they had the component where um, they would uh, be able to communicate with the guests as a live person, you know, not just automated messages. And I had check-ins and check-outs every single day. There's no way I could keep up with that. And um, I didn't have a large staff. So I relied heavily on um, that uh, property management uh, company. Um, however, they do take a percentage. Um, and now that I've scaled back, Although I have less properties, I have bigger ones. So, um, but it's much easier for me to funnel in exactly what I need since it's less properties, you know, and really focusing more intimately with the people who stay. So I've changed. I believe I've used about or tried about four or five different property management systems. Um, right now, what works for me is hostfully. And um, I like it because, um, you know, I, I don't waste money anywhere. Um, and uh, it's, it's a flat fee. Um, and there is a, the, the guest communication and automation is great. But since I don't have so many uh, properties, I like to jump in there and give my guests a human touch. Um, and I like the calendar. Uh, and then, so that is my PMS system. Um, I like to use, um, I have used Price Labs off and on uh, as far as pricing. Um, however, um, I like to get in there and I, and I don't like things, you know, totally set it and forget it and automate it. I like to leverage them, but I don't like them to totally, um, you know, take over my accounts. So um, I don't set it and forget it. You still have to look at what's going on, you know, in your marketplace. And so I do a combination of that. Um, sometimes um, 
I'll, it's funny how like I use both um, BRBO and I use Airbnb and then I do direct bookings as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting how BRBO likes to say, hey, you need to hike your prices. And then um, Airbnb is like, oh, hey, you need to lower your prices. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know, so. Conflicting <laughs> um, advice from both channels. <laughs> Right, right, right. So um, I like to try to hire one first. And it's interesting how um, BRBO will give you um, an idea of what they think it should be. And sometimes I'll just cut off, uh, you know, the automation and just play with it a little bit, um, play with the pricing a little bit and see what I could get. So I, I use a combination um, and then, um, what other tech do I use? Um, oh, um, I used to use a, um, made service, um, uh, organization, but, um, what I do now is, is I am able to use, um, hostfully to alert, um, you know, when cleaning needs to be done. And, um, I let my, um, any staff, whether it's, you know, my cleaning staff or, Maintenance people, they have the ability to, you know, get into the account just to see the calendar and what needs to be done. And so pretty much everything I need is done with that right now. That makes sense with having a PMS, which can do so much of what you need it to, to take the the hassle out of the day to day that you can Mm -hmm. still have that personal touch and dive into with Hostfully's, you know, unified inbox and that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to be able to give your cleaners access, again, depending on different PMSs, mm-hmm. will allow different um, uh, abilities and, and different sort of uh, aspects of that. So it's cool that Hostfully then covers everything you need. Mm-hmm. With, when you moved from Guesty to, you mentioned you went to a few, how easy is it to move? And I know this will be something that people listening will go, well, I'm with, I'm with this one, but actually, you know, it sounds like T has managed to move fairly easily. Um, yeah. How easy was it to move? And, um, did you find that there was a case of any channel manager or any PMS has got everything you want in one box, or is it a case of you could pick bits from all of them if, if, if you had the chance? Yeah, you're never going to find everything in one box that perfectly suits you. So you have to like make a list of like your top three wishes that you absolutely have to have and then find a PMS that will work for that, that are your most important needs. And then, you know, take the rest with a grain of salt. Um, And I will warn you, it's difficult to move from PMS to PMS. Um, I have done it about once every year to year and a half. Um, and so I've learned (laughs) how to move from PMS to PMS. Um, so, uh, what you need to make sure that you do is you have to download every bit of information because the, the, um, the most common mistake if you're moving is you will, um, possibly not have the transition of bringing over what's on your current calendar and doing that correctly. And so if there's any type of payment system that has gone through the PMS and not direct to your account, and they're all different, um, you have to rearrange all that. So it's, it's not easy. Um, I just kept trying to look for that perfect, you know, situation. Um, and, and it doesn't really exist. Um, the the PMS is out there really, you know, do the best they can and, um, they can't be hundred percent for hundred 
percent of all hosts out there. I mean, just everyone has their different challenges and their different needs. So you just have to pick one that really suits your particular needs and kind of get clear on really what it is that um, is most important to you or what your challenges are. And, and usually the most number one important thing is getting your calendar right because you do not want to double book. No, 100%. And that I love what you've said there because each time people say, well, what is the perfect PMS? Which is the one to go for all the time, don't they? they they're always asking that, that kind of question. And a bit like our guests, I suppose, that each one of our businesses is unique. Our needs are different. Our type of guests we serve are different in the same way that for PMSs, their type of perfect host, as in us, would be different. So, um, yeah, what you said there about listing the top three is is really good and great advice for, for people listening. So you've... You mentioned on there about book and direct is an important part. And, you know, if I didn't pick up on that as, as part of Boostly, obviously, that is what Boostly is about in general. Mm -hmm. How do you get guests to book direct within your within your business model? You mentioned your Airbnb and VRBO. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. What what is the importance of your, your direct bookings? Yeah. So um, a lot of the direct bookings will come from uh, our guests who have already stayed and they're, they want to come back a second year or a third year. Um, the other one is that the guests that have stayed refer it to their friends. So, um, and then you, um, you know, we have a, uh, gigantic real estate company called Zillow that you can advertise your rentals on that doesn't cost anything. And um, you can get referrals from there. Um, since uh, you know, since I am in a, in a town that has um, a lot of um, you know vacation rentals and a lot of tourism, um, that works really really well. And it's you know, um, I think it was Airbnb that said, "Hey, we don't have enough houses for all the people who want to go and stay on vacations. We're like down like what is it a million? Is do you remember what I'm talking about?" Was yeah. an article they put out recently. There was not enough um, directly after the pandemic, was there? There was just there was too much demand and not enough supply. Right, right, right. And and I totally see that. Um, so I think it's becoming a little bit easier if you just reach out to a few different channels than relying on you know the the go tos, the normal go tos, um, and. Um, you know, you will have people and I've had people that have just inquired because they've seen it off, you know, my website. And so um, I, I really need to pay more attention to, you know, how my website is doing and and I don't have as much intake as I would like to. And it needs to be I need to work on getting that um, that technical part of it uh, more automated. So actually, you know, Boostly that's, is that's where Boostly can help. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, it is worth having a call about that in itself because mm -hmm. just having that smooth process, one of the things which Boostly does is has that smooth process. So when somebody lands on your website, they know the type of feel they'll have. We talked about the experience. They can kind of feel that when they first land on there. And then it's sticky, it's memorable, and people can easily book where it you know uses an API connection through to your uh, channel manager, through to your PMS. And especially mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, Hostfully is, is partnered with with Boostly in particular, so it'd be nice and easy for yourself. And that's um, something new, right? That was just announced? It was. I mean, it has, um, over the years, I mean, Boostly has, has worked with, and, and is as far as we're aware, 
the only um, website development who works with so many, who partners with so many different PMSs. Mm -hmm. um, and the importance of that is that it's then seamless. When people can book on your website, they can seamlessly book without having to go to a, often the way people do it is they'll book and that'll have to go to the back end of the software. So it'll move from, you know, what is the front page to the PMS's page uh, at the back mm -hmm. of it. So this is where Boostly really wants to keep everybody on your web page where you can then track mm -hmm. where they're clicking. You can have your blogs, you can have your, and, and this is one of the things that, um, you know, I noticed with uh, Castle Lux Rentals, mm -hmm. you've got such a big presence with, first of all, you know, targeting, um, other investors and people looking to invest for the type of properties that you can manage mm -hmm. and all the videos which are in there you can track where people are able to you know are clicking on and, and where they're clicking which is so important so mm -hmm. it's, da it's data-led decisions using your own website which is why i like to talk about that um you know direct book inside of things and of course mm -hmm. the commission you can save from those repeat right. bookings is, is just massive as well so yes, yes. Yeah. Cool. And, and when I do right now, what I, as I'm doing it, you know, direct booking for my website, I have to handle everything, yeah. um, you know, uh, instead of, you know, having it connected to, you know, my calendar. Um, so uh, it takes a lot, a lot of time. Yeah. So I would like to be able to save time. Definitely. And that is that that's where Boostly comes in, really. So mm -hmm. one of the other things that I'd love to dig into, because we're in a project together, called hospitable yeah. hosts yeah i'm so excited about this so for those listening if you don't already know there is a book coming out called hospitable hosts it was created by jody sterling and the concept is it's taken 40 hosts from all across the globe and putting them together sharing their experiences their advice uh, all into one place in this awesome book uh, where everybody's got a, a chapter each so Talk to me how you got involved in the Hospitable Hosts project and what it is um, to you to be a hospitable host. Yes, well, you know, um, I believe in continuous education and I was in this uh, group called Legends X and it was a three month um, deep dive into how to um, uh, grow your business and um, you know, possibly sell it in the future. And that's what I'm interested in is, is really um, understanding you know, how to grow the business that I have and um, know, um, you know other people's stories about how they actually sold their business and what it took and what um, you know, buyers are looking for. So you know, when you're looking into mergers and acquisitions and all that type of stuff, um, that's something that I really wanted to uh, learn about. So when you when you take these education courses, you meet people from all around the world, which is what happened to me. And um, through this group, um, I was introduced to the book. So, um, you know, the networking is is just incredible when you when you get into, you know, your Facebook groups, your education groups. Um, so that's how I got introduced to this. So I wish I could go to London for the um, the launch at the Shorties. Um, the book launch. But I'm, yeah, the book launch. I'm not going to be able to make it, but there's going to be a launch here in the United States. So, uh, well, I, I wish I could come across there. I'll see you at the bar if that was the case. Um, oh, <laughs> I'll have some cider for you. Oh, nice. Yeah, we were just talking about that. <laughs> right, and I'll, I'll get to try the wine as well. Um, okay. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, it's an incredible project. And like you say, the, the lesson to take from this is when you start putting yourself out there and, um, you know, you meet all these people across the world, there's, there's the old slogan, which is your your network is your net worth. And that, that's, that's yep. so important that's here, so isn't it? So true. So true. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it just broadens um, your understanding of, you know, what this business is about. And, um, you know, you, you tend to, because we're pretty much all um, uh, youpreneurs, right? Have you heard that term? Um, and we're kind of like in a silo unto ourselves. Um, it can get lonely. So, I mean, it's just the excitement of, you know, being able to do this project with all these people. And I didn't really have to lift a finger. <laughs> Jody took care of everything. I mean, how easy is that? All you had to do was, you know, um, write about yourself and what you're doing and, and, you know, provide some things that you think might be inspiring. How easy is that? And it was fun and it was cathartic. And um, I can't wait till it comes out. I can't wait. I can't wait to read everyone's chapters, yours included. I know. I know. I think we're all telling secrets. Did you tell any secrets? Um, yeah, I mean, I've told things that I've never told anyone else. So yeah. Oh, definitely. really? <laughs> um, just exciting to to hear and the diversity within the book from people telling stories of saving lives to uh, people telling you know funny guest stories to how to get started there's information in there which people mm -hmm. listening are, are going to find really valuable yeah. and of course that's out on may the 16th 2022 and will be available on amazon um so that that is really awesome and i hear now that you're now coaching others to get started as well so talk us through uh, yeah. your coaching I am, you know, um, I, I didn't set out to have a coaching program, but um, I've been asked by quite a few people. And so um, I've put together some courses that they can access. And I also have the ability for someone to just, you know, uh, put on my calendar through my website, hey, I want a half hour session or I want an hour session. And um, I, I find that since individuals have so many different needs, that that really seems to work really well because we can, you know, talk about their specific challenges and, and what's holding them up. And, you know, if they want, if they're at the very beginner and they're trying to decide, okay, what model should I go after? Um, I can help them figure out, you know, what will work for them to anyone who's looking to scale their business and or, you know, work with uh, bigger investors that I'm doing since I have my real estate license. Um, uh, I am able to help, you know, investors get into um, a vacation rental property that will actually make money. Um, you know, you have to uh, really be careful, especially nowadays with the price of real estate, you know, what you're getting into. So anything from the very beginner all the way to the very advanced have kind of gone every single route in the last seven years um, with every different way of doing it. So many different PMSs, um, so many different, you know, like, like my tech stack has, you know, changed in many, many different ways. So um, yeah, so I find that I have a lot of things that I can share and, you know, I'm happy to do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the, just like you say, all that experience just rolled into, in, into one sort of place is, is fantastic, especially, uh, with the real estate side of things similar here, I've, I've got into, uh, you know, sort of real estate property in the, in the UK. That's how I got started in, in Airbnb oh. myself. So, uh, it's one of those things where linking up with some of those networks and some of those Facebook groups is so important as well to, to really understand the market, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. So what I'd like to do is, uh, towards the end, we always fire a couple of quick fire questions and, uh, on behind the sort of host. So this is answers can be as short or as long as you like. 
Um, okay. But they're more, more fun, not necessarily hospitality related, but who is the most famous person that you've either hosted or met? I had to ask because of the TV connection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, well, I used to live in Hollywood. Nice. So, <laughs> so did you pick that? question just for me because you knew I lived in Hollywood I didn't um, know you used to live in Hollywood but oh, yeah this no. sounds perfect I could say <laughs> I could lie and say yes I did but no I didn't. <laughs> yeah so um well let's see um I would have to say one of the most I've, I've met a lot of stars um I would have to say one really memorable star that um I sat next to and had a drink with um on Hollywood and Vine was Stevie Wonder no way yeah that's amazing. He's like, uh, it, my other half absolutely loves Stevie Wonder. So she would be, oh. yeah, she'd be like, wow, that is that's, that's brilliant. And he actually, so um, where I lived was connected to a big W hotel on Hollywood and Vine. That's like downtown, downtown Hollywood. And um, they had these great jazz nights. And so you would never know what star might come in. And he came in with his entourage. Um, and, uh, you know, there was somebody, there was just our regular Sunday night um, uh, jazz group playing. He walked up on stage, took over the keyboard and started singing. That is, that's a legend <laughs> there. Amazing. That is. Yeah. That's a legend. Um, so I think that's the top person I've ever, I've ever asked that question. I ask everyone that before doing the behind the host podcast, I always like to, to check people. Um, but yeah, that is, that's amazing. And, and probably the biggest name I've been given. So uh, what's your favorite podcast? What do you listen to? Oh my goodness. Um, I listen to a ton of podcasts and also YouTube. Um, I haven't told you that I'm very much into um, web three and cryptocurrency and um, I am looking at different applications in both real estate and for vacation rentals. So nowadays I am listening to, um, you know, a non-fungible token um, information. Uh, and um, uh, I can't remember all the names of them, but that's what I'm listening to. Amazing. I would love you to message me those ones because I love listening to, to that sort of stuff because it's such an exciting space. Sure. And uh, yeah. there's people like Luca who are involved in, you know, even uh, we got asked with Boostly, can can we pay for a website with crypto? You know, like you, you, we're yeah. actually starting to get asked for, for that side of things. So it's, it's such a big, a big area. It's going to be our world um, in several years and it's coming on faster than most people think. Yeah, I just got certified as a um, crypto agent um, through a company called uh, Proppy. And so um, I do know how to work with NFTs and property. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so what would be the one thing that you take with you to a desert island if there was oh. just one thing? You mean besides food? Yeah, uh, besides food, water, and the, the essentials. My, my cell phone? <laughs> cell phone, yeah, yeah. A call for help <laughs> is the other one we tend to get, but... <laughs> okay. okay. So does that count? If, so you're saying, if, like, if I couldn't use my cell phone? Uh, it, anything you like. So uh, we, we have all sorts of answers. Some people assume they've got their cell phone, but all, all sorts of answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would, it would be my cell phone. Yeah, I, I can't live without it. That's cool. So yeah. I feel like we've digested quite a lot of, um, you know, sort of different areas of the business. And it's been really, really fun and really interesting to find out about yourself and, and the business here. Um, if people who are listening wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do so? 
Yeah, so uh, my personal website, which is tiacastle.com, and um, you can schedule time with me uh, right on that website. And um, then it also has links to everything else I have. So that's the best place to start. Amazing, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for today, Tia. This uh, it's been really interesting. I can't wait to uh, read your chapter of the book. Um, and yeah, definitely send me those recommendations and uh, let's have a chat about Boostly website. Definitely. Thank you, Liam. I enjoyed myself as well. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.